season. Before we get to Sheeds, Tribunal update for us, Bix. Yes, uh, Paddy Ryder's not going to be there himself. He's not going to give any evidence. What they're trying to do, St Kilda, is trying to get it downgraded from high impact to medium impact. So they're not challenging careless. They're not challenging high contact, which is to the head. They're trying to say it was medium impact, not high impact. Now, the fact that... uh, Will Day was concussed mm-hmm. would make that very difficult, you would think. So what they've done at this stage is uh, they are referring to footage of Tim English and Nick Blakey's collision in round three, which was deemed reasonable contact. So that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to use precedent. So that's going to be interesting. We'll keep okay. you updated on that. And one other quick uh, sip and save text that says, um, I'm not sure why you two are anxious to push Erin out of the Crows. I am sure she will make a decision soon, but everyone is getting sick of media asking the same question. Let Erin enjoy her third premiership. Well, I think let the game be played and let her enjoy the celebrations, but she's the greatest player of all time in the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, she grew up at Port Adelaide and her name is synonymous with Port Adelaide. They're starting a new team. They're the arch rival of the team she's won three premierships with. I think most people are talking about it. Yeah, and I think we would have been lynched had we not asked Lauren, are you going to get Erin across? And we'll find out in due time. The interesting one is if Ian Hatchard goes mm. along with her, as Caroline was rumoured to mention last night. So we'll wait and see. Let's speak to the legend for BL Shipway, South Australian institution looking after SA's hydraulic and pneumatic needs for over 70 years. The man, the myth, the legend, Bix, the great Kevin Sheedy. Welcome, Sheeds. How are you? Yeah, we're very well here, Kevin. Now, if we look at uh, the weekend's action, a couple of the new coaches, McRae, Voss and Mitchell, it all came crashing down for them. Any advice? I, I, I did take a look at your record when you started coaching, Kevin. and You started with uh, one win and five losses from your first six games, but then... It, Im- it improved dramatically. You won your next 15 straight after that. So what did you do? What could you give? What advice could you give these three young men? Well, just keep developing your people and your people around you. And obviously, the team in itself gives them confidence. I think confidence is important for people when they're playing in, you know, a pretty tough environment like AFL. I always think to myself that, uh, you know, if I could make them play better than what they feel sometimes and, what they're capable of, I reckon that's an added value that a coach can give. The difficulties are obviously winning a premiership. Just because you don't win doesn't mean you're a failure, mm. I don't believe. And I think in the end, uh, there's a lot of fantastic coaches out there that haven't won a premiership and a lot of magnificent... I can pick a team of great players that never played a premiership. Mm. So I think sometimes a premiership hangs a lot of people. Ken Hinckley is uh, exactly that, and he's feeling some heat because of that here in South Australia. You mentioned confidence. Well, his team looks like it's really lacking confidence. How do you instill that in players? I think you do it in your, your training and your team meetings. I, I think that, um, you know, when I, probably 1993 was a big year for us because we had a lot now of don't, kids. Don't remind life. us, please, Kevin. That's the way club I mean. We got belted by Port Adelaide a lot of times too, so it's just a different way of looking at things. And yeah, on that point, you know, I just remember Adelaide had only been in two or three years. I mean, God, mm. it's pretty hard to get to the grand final in two or three years and, and, and expect to win it. So anyway, that's how tough the game is. It's pretty ruthless. 
good as you can Hinkley at the moment. He's probably, you know, won as many um, opportunities for probably Porters as what, say, uh, Chris down at, uh, at Geelong has. He's been in, he hasn't won a premiership for as long as Chris. Mm. You know, Ken Hinkley has, hasn't he? Mm. Yeah, it's been 10 years Chris for both. Scott. Yeah, Chris Scott, yeah, uh, so 2011. He won, his premiership in his, won his premiership in his first year, but that's the one one thing. So it just depends on why you're looking at things. So, Sheeds, what would you do in that situation then? So they lose the prelim, they've lost their first four. Are you circling the wagons? Do you need a circuit breaker? How do you get them back on track? I would. I don't believe that they just should be rolling out sacking coaches. For a start, there's not a lot of good coaches out there, and, and some of them probably are going to be coaching in the AFL at the moment and may never win a premiership, but they can still coach a bit. A lot of good coaches never got there, you know, but they're damn good coaches. So uh, Ken Henry to me, you know, he's had unlucky getting rolled in a preliminary final, I think, by Hawthorne, one by a kick. They're hard to get the grand finals. I lost a couple of glimps by a point. But it doesn't mean I, you know, the whole club falls apart. And, you know, we didn't make the finals probably after one of the years. Might have been 87, 1990. So it was about uh, Lockett kicked the point after Siren, mm, right? Mm-hmm. So... I think it was 96. 96, uh, 97, yep. I think we made the finals. Doesn't mean you're going to... You, know, you just got to keep working through your list and, and your your salary cap and those sorts of points of view. And, and, and look, I'll, I'll, very early, I always put young kids in and give them, a, give them a chance and have a look. And if you think you're coming home with a bit of a chance and you're just missed out at the end of the year, so be it. You know, mm. I always get developing a team for the next coach. If they kept me on, well, that's good luck. If they don't, well, at least I left them in a better spot. One final one, Kevin. Uh, you've lent an idea from the uh, the Sandful in regards to the 25-metre penalty. There's been almost a doubling of the 50-metre penalty so far this year in the first four rounds of the AFL, and you think that uh, they could do a bit better? Oh, I think 25-metre should be... I don't think it should be 50. You know, to me, I think if people are teaching us a lesson in, in the AFL from your sample competition. How have you people over there felt the 25-metre rule has been good for your game? Or if you took it out and it was 50, how would you like it? Mm, yeah, it's certainly a bit more forgiving, particularly for those, you know, misdemeanour-type uh, infringements. Mm. Yeah. As I said, you know, like, I think the 50-metre rule is there for really players that, you know, do the wrong thing and need a 50-metre penalty. As I have no problem with that. But I reckon... Some of the penalties are very close to being average decisions for a 50-minute penalty. And I'd rather have a, the opportunity for the umpire to have a 25-minute rule. So look, and sometimes these guys have got the ball, they go to play on and they and they don't. Of course, mm. the guy moves on the mark and all of a sudden it's a 50. Mm. Well, either you sort it out or you, uh, we've got an 85% poll over here agree with the 25-minute rule. 85% in the poll in the Herald Sun, right, actually agree to bring a 25-metre rule and don't be that harsh on a 50-metre all the time. Yeah, it's too big a penalty. It's almost a guaranteed goal, ridiculous. isn't it? Mm. it? Well, it's ridiculous, yeah, yeah. Hey, Sheed's great to speak as always. Nice to see you on the telly too, doing the handball on the weekend. Well, it's coming up as I'm doing a Bonds act. Oh. Mm-hmm. Bonds the... underwear. How many 74-year-olds? <laughs> Got the kid off, have you? you in the white singlet? How many 74-year-old coaches are doing a Bonds act? <laughs> yeah, you might have missed Big's question sheets. Are we seeing singlet or are you going down south? Yeah. Oh, boy. Hmm. I think you've taken over from Dustin Martin. Dusty, you did the last one, <laughs> and now they've gone, who, well, Dusty's gone, who's the next best? Kevin Jeez. Sheedy. <laughs> well, look, I just want to let you know that at 75, there's still a chance. 
Nah, well, you learned from the best. Tommy Hafey was in good nick. You're in good nick. They're all famous Tigers. Uh, thanks for your time, Sheets. No worries, guys. Good luck. Cheers, is everybody in South Australia. Is Shippy in the commercial too or no? Uh, not yet, but okay. we're thinking of putting him in as an anchor man. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Sheets. Have a great week. There you go. There he is, the Bye. great Kevin Sheedy. Thanks to Be Your Shipway, South Australian institution, as Kevin Sheedy is. Interesting thoughts. So 25 bigs. You've got to bring it in. Yeah, and like I said, there's still going to be times where if someone you think is deliberately trying to slow the play down, well, yep. you can give them a 50 metre. But if it's the Josh Rochelle one in the background and oh. it doesn't really affect play, then it's a 25. But what will happen is 25 metres will still get you from 70 to 45 and people will still kick goals and it will still uh, be a penalty, but it just won't be the lay down Mazaire, you know, on the line type 50 metre penalty that we've seen. And, and I guess we despise, you know, the um, the outcomes that it creates. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Kevin Sheedy for BL Shipway, looking after your hydraulic and pneumatic needs since 1953. If you can't get into the huge Richmond Road store, they'll send a Ryko 24-7 van to you. On the other side, Andrew Demetrio.